The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time. Lots going on, lots to get to. I appreciate you being here. There is a lot going on. Part three, the finale of my interview with Joe Pistone, the original Donnie Brasco. If you saw the movie Donnie Brasco, um, and you love the movie Donnie Brasco, it is a true story. Well, most most of it's true. Joe told us the parts that weren't really true, because I think they made him go to the dark side more than in reality he did. But can you imagine infiltrating the mafia back in the 1970s and 1980s um, and being undercover as an FBI agent for six years to the point where if you make one wrong move, you're dead. That's it. You're, you're gone. Nobody ever hears from you again. And he had a wife. He had a family. He had kids. Um, quite the story. We, we give you the finale tonight. If you missed any part of it, after the show is over tonight, we'll also post up on Rumble the entire thing, all 45 minutes. So make sure you stick around with uh, for that. We've got also Will Smith news. We'll update you on that. I wonder if you think this punishment meets the crime. We'll have that for you as well. And, and an awful lot more. Carrie, we, we've got a lot more, don't we? We certainly do. Oh, wow. On a worth. Friday. Ah, uh, freedom. Uh huh. Say what? Bring it down. That is Carrie Lockie, by the way. How are you? I'm doing good. Not mad at the hair up. You know that. Mm-hmm. I've said that it's before. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Polo also has the hair up looking good. Sam with the hair up. Look at the bun. Why did you, you get all my hair? Give my hair back, kid. <laughs> 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. On a free speech Friday, whatever's on your mind is going to be fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. You can also, I know a lot of people don't want to be on the radio. I get that. Um, you can also stop by the website, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. That email will come right to me, and I'll, I'll check it out. Now, keep in mind, because I had like one guy, was, Carrie, how, how should I handle this? Hmm. Had a guy email me, and I do. I ask people to email me. I'm not mad at email. I like it. In fact, it shows me people are listening. People are getting what we're laying down. Sure. So a guy emails me last night, and he's just got 18 different topics that he wants me to know about, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But I, I prefer, give me a sentence or two. Tell me what you want. I'll give you, I'll give you something back if I can, or I'll talk about it on the air. Mm-hmm. Then the guy writes back, any thoughts on what I just sent you? And then he lists a bunch of stuff again. And at the end, <sighs> yeah. he writes, if you don't respond... I'll know you're not interested. Okay. So, I mean, so a bit of reverse psychology, no? Mm, probably. So now I'm going to think yes. about this. I'm going, all right, this guy's got me in a corner. But you don't usually said, respond he, to those really long emails, do you? Not, you don't read them all. Or read the I will thing. respond to it and I'll say, do me a favor, give me a couple of sentences yeah. about what you want me to know. Yeah. And then usually people say, yeah, you know, I got a little long-winded, whatever. This guy just got a bunch of topics, and he needs to know my interest level. Now, he's not pitching somebody to come on the show. We get those, too. He's not saying he wants to come on the show. He just wants to know if I'm going to cover his topics. And uh, and it's just a big, long thing. But and, and I might have said, hey, send me a couple of sentences. But he responds pretty quickly, say, hey, you interested in this or not? As if he's the, he's now part of the production team, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. And I'm going, okay, um, so now I'm, I'm in a pickle. You know me pretty well. The guy, he laid down the gauntlet. He gave me an ultimatum. <laughs> yes. Right? Did yes, he or did he, he not? He did, yes. If you don't answer, <laughs> I'll know you just don't care about these topics. So do you think I answered or not? 
Um, I'm going to say yes. You responded. <laughs> now, if you, if you think I responded, what do you think I said? Oh, something to, you know, hey, you may have called him a name. I don't know. Uh, listen, I told I you, call you, the keep guy name. Why call name? you keep it short and sweet. Oh, no, I don't know, because he keeps, you know, he kept contacting you. You keep it short and sweet, and I'll answer you like I told you before. But if I respond to him, like you just suggested, he wins. Because now, that means I must be interested. Again, keep in mind what the rules are. And by the way, what is, what's up with these emailers giving me ultimatums? Here's the rule. If I respond, <laughs> he knows I'm interested. If I don't respond... He'll know I'm not. Now, let me say this publicly. I might be interested. I don't know. Yeah, that. well, that's on him. He's assuming He's assuming that. That doesn't have anything to do with you. But because I'm a naysayer, because I'm a troublemaker, I did not respond. Oh, you did not. No, no. I'm oh, no. Because surprised. he dared me to respond. You don't dare me. You know, well, I'm not okay. a freaking host. I don't <laughs> have to respond okay. to your email. All right. And I might have responded. Had he not said that last line, he probably gets an email back. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I kid you not. He just says, blah, 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 hope you're interested. Let me know what you think. I mean, hey, Bart. I don't even know if the guy's name is Bart. Hey, Bart, listen, um, thanks for writing this. I'm glad you liked the show. But now he tells me I have to respond if I'm interested. Okay. And I'm like, I am not responding. I am, a, 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 I'm a, <laughs> my grandmother used to call me a contrarian. I'm contrary. Oh, so I, I, know that. I did not respond. But you're right. Had I responded, it would have been what you said. Mm-hmm. But then I give him the have, upper hand. I'm not giving him the upper I hand. I know, but usually you have a problem with not stopping and wanting to engage with people and trying to make your case and trying to make sure they know that you're right. If he would have said, Joe, you suck, I probably would have responded. Mm. <laughs> now I'm going to get a bunch of email people saying, Can Joe, I you suck. Can I send an email? Watch, Hold on. Is... I'm sending an email. Oh, no, no. Make sure you send me that email. Then I'll ignore your next email, too. I'll put you in the block list. <laughs> When you right, want to be off or something or do it from the alternative location or whatever the crap though. is. You suck. But no, it yeah. would. I mean, so I'm not going to be flooded with the Joe, you suck emails, people <laughs> thinking that I'm going to respond to them. Yeah. Just to let you all know, if I get Joe, you suck today, I'm not going to respond to it. So that's not going to work either. But all right. word to the wise, word to the emailer. Listen, in my career, I've gotten in trouble because of emails. I have written some books. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 won't, I won't say where or to whom. But I've gotten myself in bad in, in a bad place with some people because I've written, oh, yeah, blah, 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 and I'll write a novel. <laughs> yeah, yep. And I realized at one point, A, it doesn't help. B, they don't really read the whole thing. C, they'll take two or three words out of it and decide I'm an ass wagon for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and I'm not going to go there. So word to the wise, when you're emailing me, and I do, I implore you, please email me. Sentence or two. Give me your thoughts. Don't mention how great Carrie is. It's another rule. No, you can. That's what? Not, yeah, you can. Yeah. I think that should be in all of your emails that you send to Joe, actually. These are my emails. I can make the rules. I might even put this at the bottom. Keep in mind, if you email me back, do not mention Lockie. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> come on. Why can't come I on. do that? I need so, to. But, but, but here, the rule. it's very simple. If you give me some ultimatum, understand I'm very immature. Mm-hmm. I'm basically mm-hmm. a child in a 55-year-old man's body. Yes. That's Well-toned, so olive-skinned. But, what? No, I was just rolling my eyes and I was sighing when you were talking about your olive skin. <laughs> but, and... but old. I'm old, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm extremely immature. Yeah. If you tell me that I have to do something, I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's some we throwback to my childhood. I admit, look, Carrie, I admit it. I double dog dare it. you to respond to that email and, today. And, and, and that's it. 
Not only will I respond, I might ban your ass. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to put that out there. All right, so we've got an update on Will Smith. For those who are hiding in a, in a cave somewhere, Will Smith walked up on stage at the Oscars, smacked Chris Rock across the face, and then walked back to his seat. While in his seat, he screamed, keep my wife's name out of your F mouth. And and then Chris said, well, it was just a joke. Uh, keep my wife. And then he said it again. And it was a complete debacle. Now, we still don't have the real story about whether he was told to leave or not. The Academy says he was. His representation says he wasn't. Then subsequent to him smacking Chris Rock across the face. Carrie, you know how stupid some conspiracy theories can get? Have you seen this one? No. Which one? Have you gotten this this picture in your inbox? Which one? There's some idiot out there that did a Photoshop of Chris Rock's face. And they pretended he was wearing a cheek pad. What? No, I have not seen that. A skin that. tone cheek pad. I kid you Who not. Who has time to do this? I mean, come on. Right? Come and on. And how would we not have seen it as he's up there telling the jokes? Yeah, uh, cheek pad. Okay. He's wearing a, a skin tone cheek pad. And also another guy says that Will Smith hits him in the shoulder, not in his face, which is, of course, what? not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are ramifications. Now, allegedly, the Academy asked him to leave. He, in his representation, says, they didn't ask me to leave. I think Jada Pinkett Smith looks like a, a real piece of garbage in this whole thing, how she was laughing about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Uh, Rock, who's 57, Will Smith's 53. They should know better. Um, but there is, are, some consequences are showing up. And this is not surprising, really, although I didn't think that it would be for a limited time. I thought that it would be forever. Fill me in. From Fox News, Will Smith has acknowledged the Motion Picture Academy's decision to ban him from the Oscars for 10 years. I accept and respect the Academy's decision. The actor sent a statement obtained by Fox News Digital on Friday. On Friday, the Academy announced Smith was banned from attending the Oscars or any other Academy event for 10 years following a slap of presenter Chris Rock at this year's ceremony. The decision came after a meeting of the Academy's Board of Governors to discuss a response to Smith's actions. He did. He did or didn't respond. What did he say? No, he did, uh, saying, "I accept and respect the Academy's decision." Carrie, when do you think he's going to come out and say something? I, mean, I don't I mean, here's know. A guy he's going to get that first know. interview with Jada and right. Will Smith. That would be interesting. Oh, I, I don't think she's going to go. You think that she you would don't go? Think so, well, I think she'll the, talk she, about she was it. The, the troublemaker eventually. Wasn't she? I know. I, she'll talk. I think she'll talk about it. She can't not, can she? She, I mean, talks she really about is a lot of stuff on her podcast. I mean, a lot of personal stuff too. Oh, I didn't know that she had a podcast. She but did. I know that. I know that she does. Well, it was the podcast where where she and Will were talking about why yes, she was sleeping with her son's friend. Yes, yes. And Will sat there and acted like it was his fault. I probably. I'm, I I don't listen to. He it. seemed I to just take. He seemed to take the blame. I don't know about it, but yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. No, for me, um, I think there's a lifetime ban. You, you don't get to bring violence on somebody. That's in what 10 I thought years, was going to happen. Back. Yeah. Right. I mean, what does that even mean? I mean, why ten years? Who who comes up with that? Uh, and why is that a thing? Had to be bored, I guess. I don't know. And now I think that Chris Rock has performed since this, and I think that he's he alluded to it, but he hasn't really gone off on a big tangent on it, has he? He has not. Mm-mm. So one wonders when we're going to get like, okay, exactly what was going through your mind. Now, look on the, during the break, look on the internets and I want you to find, just, just search uh, Chris Rock cheek pad pad. or something. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, man. this is how st- people have way too much freaking time on their hands. Seriously. I mean, somebody photoshopped like he had a, a pad on his cheek, and they alleged to have zoomed in after he gets smacked. And he also knew that he was going to get smacked because he puts his hands behind his back as Will Smith walks up, which is just so stupid. He probably did that to say, I- I'm not sure why you're coming up, but I'll play along. Um, he did not expect to get smacked. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I need to know, is this punishment, does it fit the crime? I still think he should have been removed that night, maybe even charged with some sort of simple battery. No, Chris Rock did not have to bring the charges. Um, in California, if the police see him do it, or if other witnesses see him do it, and millions of people saw it that night live, then he can still be charged. They decided not to. So your thoughts about this so-called punishment when we come back, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pags Show for your Friday, Free Speech Friday, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com, whatever's in your mind, fair game on a Friday. Uh, I decide everything Monday through Thursday. On Friday, you can chime in, and again, if I don't know anything about it, I'll tell you, hey, yeah, that's kind of neat. I don't know anything about that. Uh, so I appreciate that. By the way, I don't think I received any emails that, that tell me how the FBI somehow provided the bombs for the 1993 attack of the World Trade Center. Carrie, do I dare look at my email, though? Because I don't really tell should, me that I suck. I was going to ask you if you got any. You suck emails. Yeah. Go ahead and take a well, look. Well, let me see if there are any from you. Hold on a second. <laughs> I told you. Wait till this weekend. Because you weren't going to respond okay, today. Nothing there. Nothing there. Um, oh, I'm disappointed. Uh, Nobody sent you that? I couldn't listen to your show? What? Uh, okay. Do you want um, me to send you one? Because you kind of okay, feel like Okay, 1993... Okay, so the uh, legitimate link. Several years ago, I heard the same thing. I looked it up. I believe the article found there was a another in the Washington Post. But I see so tapes in bombing plot show informer and FBI at odds. I don't. That doesn't tell me that the FBI provided any bombs. Reawaken something. Wants to know if I want people on the show. Uh, teachers and pronouns. Seven year olds and teaching sex. Yeah, nobody said that I suck. That's good. You want me to send you one? No, 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 no. You send me one again. Again, I just block your ass, and then I'll never see the other emails. Mm. Good. Everybody's been very good tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. I got tons of email, but everybody's being very nice. Nothing wrong with that. Why is Paul writing an email right now? Stop it. (laughs) I want to send one, too. Over there. Knock it off. Rude. All right. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Definitely want to hear from you on a free speech Friday. We've got um, Donnie Brasco, better known. Actually, better known as Donnie Brasco. Joe Pistone is his real name. Former FBI agent who infiltrated the mafia back in 1975 right through 1981. Great conclusion to that interview. And again, if you missed any part of it, we'll, we'll put it up on Rumble, the entirety of it, uh, the all 45 minutes of it tonight. Make sure you stick around for that. Let me tell you about the uh, the Thunderstorm from Eden Pure. Thunderstorm is an air freshener. It's actually, it, it uses oxy technology. It gets rid of viruses, odors, mold, and more. It freshens your home, gets rid of any odor, like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 200,000 of these have been sold. That means that people are really using this and enjoying them. Uh, It's making their houses smell better. 
which is we all want that. Never breathe dirty air again. You don't have to buy, buy any filters either and don't have to find a place for it on the floor. It plugs right in to the wall, and that's where it stays. It's almost silent. It's great for bedrooms as well. You can get a three-pack right now and save $200. How do you do that? You go to the website, EdenPureDeals.com, E-D-E-N-PureDeals.com. Use my code PAGS, P-A-G-S-3, PAGS3, save $200. So all told, you're going to pay about 200 bucks for three of the units. That's about a $200 savings, which is amazing. Again, EdenPureDeals.com, use my code P-A-G-S-3, save 200 bucks. Shipping is free as well. You're going to make sure that you, I'm telling you, you're going to like this. You're going to like it a lot. All right, so when it comes to, to Will Smith and the Academy. You had a story earlier this week or even last week where it looks like the Academy is going to start only taking nominated movies that fit into some certain ethnicity profile, racial profile. How many gay people do you have on the set? How many bi? How many How many Q? How many L? I mean, all this stuff. And the question that I had was, well, the first question, I think the obvious question is, why would anybody who's working on a movie want to tell you about their sexual orientation? It's none of your business. Exactly. It's none of your business who I go home to. What do you care? Um, that's the first thing. Second thing is, do you think as a consumer of movies, I mean, everybody watches movies. I, I don't think you and I watch anywhere near as many as Polo does. No. But, um, but, but we watch movies mm-hmm. and we enjoy them. Do we really want to go and only watch the Oscars, which I haven't watched in several years, because we know that there were 12 gay guys that were somehow nominated or no. 15 lesbians were nominated or, or no. this transgender person was nominated because we needed to have that check mark as well. Is that what it should be about for the families? No, it shouldn't. I want to go see a movie because it looks good because <laughs> I might laugh or I might cry or I really like the actors in it. That's it. What are you, crazy? You can't do I that. Do. You have to make sure you've got plenty of gay, plenty of Q, no, plenty no. of L, plenty of I. Plenty of plus plus. I just want to go see a movie. Do we know what the plus plus is, by the way, in that in that whole abbreviation? <gasps> LGBTQXYZ one two QQ plus plus I Z. I think is there a Z? Um, not sure. Should be. Hold on to that. So, right. Let's see what plus means. Because I think it's plus plus. LGBTQ plus stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, or sometimes questioning, and others. The plus represents other sexual identities, including pansexual and two-spirit. Why why couldn't they put an O and a two? Or just put O for other. Why is the plus Um, other? When did that happen? I, I don't know. You would have to ask whoever came up with this. Sure. I still like the gender non-conforming and non-binary are two different things somehow. They're not. And why did they have to give us a name? Cis. Why, why are we cisgendered? I don't know. <laughs> We're just don't normal, we, we aren't we? We already had a name. We already had definitions. Right. Had Heterosexual to, had male and female. One. It's yeah, kind of simple, right? Yeah. I, I thought so. Cis. Uh, what does it even mean? C-I-S. It must stand for something. The whole thing is just stupid. Don't even worry about it. It's just oh, dumb. Okay. And, and and you know what? You, what bothers me most about society is that we fall for it. Instead of saying to the Oscars, "Screw you," we don't care what their orientation is and what their their identity is. We care that it's a good movie. Yeah. Or oh. or, or, or uh, tell people who call us cisgender. That doesn't mean anything to me. I'm a I'm a normal male human being. It is normal to be a heterosexual person. It is abnormal to be anything else. Now I know you want to normalize it, but by the numbers, using math, one's normal, one's not. Keep it here for Joe Pistone. This is the Joe Pike Show.
to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Now, part three of my special interview with Joe Pistone, who is undercover as Donnie Brasco in the FBI in the 70s and 80s, taking down the mob. Now the finale. And they don't seem to care, and they, the prosecutors want to get even softer on crime. And if you want to be harder on crime, they call you a somethingist or something a phobe. I watched yeah. New York City. I'm from Metro New York originally. I'm from Long Island. Um, and, and going to the city used to be such a pleasure. And even 10, 15 years ago, it was, I felt safe. I felt great. I'm actually told by friends of mine, don't come right now, Joe. It's just not a safe place. And that's a, it's a sad thing to see. Are there, uh, were there any other undercover operations like yours, Joe? I mean, yours seems to be unbelievably unique. Were there other people who tried to do this and couldn't get in, and you were the one that did get in? Yeah, there were several that didn't get in. There's a couple that, that did have business with, 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 uh, with mob guys, yeah. you know. Uh, but I, I think mine, the difference of mine was is that mine was a, a – a deep cover where I spent all my time. Once I infiltrated, I spent all my time with these guys and, you know, I wasn't throwing money at them. Yeah. You know, a lot of the operations, uh, uh, they, they take the guy as a mark. So, you know, mine was a, you know, uh, I bring around jewels every now and then. Uh, and, and that was it. I wasn't buying dinners every night and, you know, or bringing around big commodities and, right. and giving them to them. Uh, so I think that's the difference. And, and that uh, mine was, you know, really, you know, once I infiltrated, I was with them. That was it. Amazing. Amazing that you did that. It's Joe Pistone, Donnie Brasco, from, uh, from formerly of the FBI. He infiltrated the mob families in New York, 1975 to 1981. Let's talk about our, our mutual friend, Michael Franzese, for a second, if you don't mind. So how do you reconnect with this guy? And, and, and you guys became fast friends on completely different sides of the aisle, although he's now a good guy and he's a pastor and he's, and he's come to Jesus and, and, and he's just a wonderful American now. And he knows that what he did was wrong. But how, how did you know that you would see eye to eye with him right away? Because when you and I met, it took me a while just to get your phone number, and I don't blame you. You're somebody who's who's skeptical. I get it. So, how do you guys yeah. hit it off right away? Well, years ago, we both were on the on a on a uh, conference with uh, Major League Baseball. Okay, it's an speaking interesting to, place. Yeah, speaking to uh, the umpires and the owners about the mob and how the mob, uh, you know, gets close to ball play ball players, right? Uh, Sidles up to ball players for uh, for you know inside information uh, and for gambling uh, purposes. Uh, and what what <laughs> I can remember, Michael's kids were small and uh, we're in a hotel and these kids are running around you know running around the the hotel and I'm saying God this you know this guy's bringing his his, his wife and 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 a couple <laughs> kids to to this conference he's got to be all right and we start talking and you know look i think i'm a pretty good judge of people yeah. you know and uh then you know then so uh, maybe a, a year later we're on another uh, uh conference together uh and you know we we just clicked and uh you know and he knew that uh Michael was one of the guys that, you know, that, that told me, he said, look, he said, you know, the guys, they, they respected you because you knew you weren't, a, you know, you weren't a BSer out there. Right. You didn't try to do anything, you know, flake anybody. Uh, so then, and we became, we, 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 uh, we started to do more, more events together, law enforcement events. Uh, and, 
<clears throat> that's you know, like I said, I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. Well, I think you, I think you sold yourself a little short, Joe. You might be the best judge of character we've ever had on the planet, or else you wouldn't have survived for six years and convinced all of these hardened criminals that you were with them and that you were, you know, that you were being brainwashed by the FBI, which is amazing to me. So, so you get done doing this. Do you immediately do, does your family just go into hiding? Um, uh, there's no way you stay where you were because they're they're obviously trying to find you. H- how do you stay safe? And and thank God, you know, now almost fifty years later, forty years later, um, you and I get a chance to talk. How do you stay safe knowing that? They're out to get you now. Well, you know, I don't think today, you know, anybody's getting up every day going to look for me. Right. Uh, but, I mean, back uh, then, though, right after it happened. Yeah, yeah. well, we moved, we moved several times. Okay. Uh, I think about five or six times, you know, to, to, clean, to clean our backgrounds. Uh, the, uh, the Bureau did a good job of, uh, of cleaning up the, some, you know, cleaning up the backgrounds, et yeah. cetera. Right. Uh, and you just, you know, we're, we're, all the places I lived, you know, nobody, had, nobody knew who, you know, all they knew I was a, I was a, uh, a guy in law enforcement, and right. that was it. Yeah. Did you stay with the bureau? Were you a, a lifer with them after this all went down? Well, what happened was is that uh, it's, it, you know, it, 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 it's a time for another story, Joe. But uh, <laughs> after seventeen years, I, I actually quit. Right. Uh, I made sure that uh, that I, you know, it, it wouldn't uh, interfere with my testifying. I had a problem uh, with the boss, uh, some boss, so I quit. Uh, so but, I was but, out. But, but Joe, you had to be exhausted. Six years playing the role of somebody else, somebody who's not you, to the core. You had to be exhausted. It was time for a break anyway, no? Yeah, but, you know, don't forget, I had all those trials. You know, it wasn't right. like... A, I just walked away, you know. My next step. But as soon as I walked away, I was in grand juries, and then, you, then a year later, you're you're in trials, uh, and then I was out for for a little over three years, and then I went back in, and 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 uh, uh, so all told, I had almost twenty seven. Uh, and <clears throat> but when you when you heard that they were going to make a movie out of it, uh, did you? What kind of input did you have? And did they say we've got? We've got Johnny Depp, we've got Al Pacino, we've got, you know, Michael Madsen, we've got these really big names. They're going to be in this movie, and we want to make it about your life, and they're going to base it on your life. Did they? Did, did you write a book about it or something that they went off of? How did that whole thing to come uh, come to fruition? Well, I had a good friend in high school by the name of Lou DiGiamo, okay. who uh, went on to become a, a major casting director in Hollywood. He did a lot, a lot of movies, and uh, <clears throat> he contacted me. Uh, when it broke in the newspapers and everything, because uh, it was who, who thought it was going to be as big as it was. I right. mean, it was major news all over the country, all over the world, actually. Uh, and uh, he contacted uh, my wife and said, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, I want to talk to you know, I want to talk to Joe." He actually came to some of the trials, and I saw him in the courtroom, and he said, "You know, you got a book." And I said, Lou, I can't do anything. You know, I, I'm still in, I, you know. And he said, well, you've got a hell of a book here. Uh, after uh, maybe five years, I think it was, or six years, uh, I said, okay, let's, you know, let's do it. Because I, I had I, I had, uh, resigned from the FBI. So we did the book. It was a New York Times bestseller. Uh, and... Uh, then it was optioned by Barry Levinson, right. who Lou had had uh, 
uh, cast a lot of Barry's movies. He optioned it. Uh, but it didn't get made right away, you know. <laughs> you know it's a you, process, you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I signed. They they didn't start making a movie to '96, okay. and I think I signed like in 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 '90 90 or something. Uh, That's a long time. Uh, yeah, well, you know how it is. They 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 they, they send it out to actors, and you know they all want to play it. Every May. Every uh, A-list actor wanted to be, you know, wanted to play me, but you, you know, they wanted to change the script. And, right. and, and to Barry Levins' credit, he says, "I'm not changing the script. I got a great script." Paul Antonaggio wrote the script. He says, "I got a great script. I'm not changing the script." Good. And these were, and, you know, and, and these were major, major A-list actors. You know. <clears throat> well, were, were you were you happy that jo- that Johnny Depp was the guy? Did you know of him before that? I guess you did, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, Lil and I had had discussed Johnny, uh, but we thought maybe he was like a little too young, okay, and and too good looking. I mean, you, know. <laughs> you look just like him, Joe. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Al Pacino was always in it, you know. And then uh, when he when he finally agreed to do Lefty. Uh, he, you know, he said, you know, you guys ought to, you, you ought to send this script to Johnny Depp. And that's what nice. they did. And as soon as he read it, he signed on. Yeah. Well, well, Michael says that, that, uh, Al Pacino as lefty was spot on. He was, that, that's, that was lefty. <laughs> yeah, that was him. Except that, <laughs> excuse me, the, the way he dressed, you know, I, I don't know if you, if you, in the movie, how, how dirty he dressed in the beginning. Right. But then as the movie went on, you know, he. He upped his uh, his dress code, you know? <laughs> but that was Al's take. That's the way Al portrayed the character. Did Lefty really tell you to shave the mustache and dress like me? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, I had. A- How do you react to that? Shave the mustache? <laughs> what? What are we talking about? I. You know what's funny is that uh, my wife said the FBI couldn't get you to shave that mustache, <laughs> and, and the mob did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the consequences might have been worse if, if you didn't do it for the mob. Uh, yeah, so, right. so, I mean, the, the small. I think Joe, may, maybe I'm wrong about this, and correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like the small things like that, like dress like me or shave the mustache, that made it feel so authentic to me. Did, did, did that bring it all back to you when you watched it on on the screen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the little things that that you know weren't important as far as gathering evidence, right? You know. Uh, when I sit, when you you know you read it in the script, but then when you see it on the screen and you see Johnny acting and Al acting it, uh, or you know interaction between uh, uh, Al and, and Michael Madsen, or, right. or you know then it's like oh man you know that that was powerful you know well well like there was a scene that I think was completely and absolutely unnecessary, but at the same time told me who you were and what your relationship was with Lefty. Because you really did break his air condition in the room, right? Yeah, I did. I mean, because that, that doesn't tell anything about the story other than I, that told me that you two were closer than maybe would have, we would have otherwise known. Because you can't pull that and get away with it. And that was what? Payback for the car stuff? Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Because If you don't like mind, you got to tell the story if you don't mind. Well, you know, like I said, Lefty couldn't take air condition. <laughs> it, whether it was in a car, uh, a hotel... And, you know, when we went to Miami, we always stayed in the big suite. So, you know, it wasn't like we each had our own room, but we did within the suite. But uh, uh, and in the suite, you couldn't turn the air conditioning on. I mean, 
you know, you're in Miami. You know, give me a break. Right? <laughs> he said, don't turn the AC on. It's going <laughs> to kill me. Yeah. So uh, one day we're down by the pool and I had to go to the head. So I go upstairs and I said, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it to him for all this uh, no air conditioning. <laughs> so I, I screw with the thermostat. Uh, I take the cap off. I, I lower it where it's, you can hang meat in there. <laughs> and uh, uh, I put the cap back on and we go up in the room. And, you know, like I say, you could hang meat in that room. <laughs> and, you know, Donnie, fix the air conditioning. <laughs> so I, you know, I, Donnie, what are you doing? I said, fix the air conditioning. I said, left, I did. What do you want from me? He said, well, when, when you came up here before, you did I didn't do nothing. What do I know about air conditioning? You know? He said, well, call a, call, a, call a hotel. So I made believe I called a front desk. You know, I'm not talking to anybody. I said, hey, we got a problem with our air conditioning. Oh, man. So it went on for about 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes, and then finally uh, – I didn't never tell him that that I screwed with it, you know, but I just kept jiggling it. Right. I mean, I knew what I was doing, and I said, "Well, I think I got, I think I fixed it," you know. That, that's hilarious. I love it because again, that interaction isn't really necessary for the story, other than to tell us what the relationship was. Um, yeah. I, I, I've got I've got one request. My my sister was a big fan of the movie. She asked if we could say "forget about it" to each other. So I'll say it to you, Joe. Joe, forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that really is the lingo, the lingo that we saw in the movie. That's really how people, I'm a New York Italian. I'm not in the mob and I don't really know any mafia guys. I know Franzisa, I mean, but, but beyond yeah. that, um, uh, but we still did. We talked like that. We talked with our hands. We said, forget about it. What's the matter with you? Forgazy. I mean, all that stuff. Um, it, it does, it, it, it sort of, it, it sets the color of the, the, the culture that was really going on in the mid seventies. Now you're an Italian guy. Uh, so did you grow up? with that sort of language already or did you have to you have to learn how to infiltrate and learn how they spoke no i grew up with that language yeah. i mean i grew up in a neighborhood that was all italian there were wise guys in the neighborhood yeah in fact if you notice in the movie uh the term scottol is used for right. money right well that, that was a term my father always used <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you say scottol i think you got to do this with your hands or something you say hey scottol how much scottol yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, it's like Capricola, and that's what the way Americans say it. It's, it's Gabagoo. That's what Gabagoo. it is. Right. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it really is that. And if you didn't nail that in that life, you were done. The, the, yeah. the one last thing I want to ask you about is the one scene that I felt might have been fabricated for the movie, but, but maybe it wasn't. Did, was there an FBI guy really at the airport who recognized you, that you had a deck? Yeah, that was a... That, that was really a, happened? That was an attorney, yeah, yeah. So he knew who you were, and he actually said your name? Hey, Joe Pistone. Well, I said, hey, Joe, hey, Joe. He kept calling Joe, yeah. And you had to, you had to smack him? Yeah, well, how, what else are we going to do? And then, you know, and then Sonny said, what'd you hit him for? And I said, Sonny, didn't you see he was looking at my... Uh, Oh, <laughs> my package, <laughs> right, 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 right. And and Sonny said, "Oh, okay. You know, what are you going to say to that? You can't argue with the guy, right?" Yeah. So, did you have to later say, "Hey, just to let you know, I'm undercover. What are you stupid?" I mean, well, I ne- I didn't see the guy until the operation was over. Okay, yeah. I got you. It's a it's an unbelievable life, and it's a story that we could probably tell for the next eight hours. And I hope that we'll continue this at some point down the road, Joe. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day, and thank you for what you did for the country. I mean, taking down those r- really bad guys, um, you know, it made so much of us much safer, and uh, and just getting corruption off the street makes everybody feel better. Thank you so much for all of that. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. We'll talk again very soon. It's Joe Pistone. He, uh, he was Donnie Brasco, 1975 to 1981, played by uh, by Johnny Depp. A great movie, uh, Donnie Brasco. If you haven't seen it in a while, go and see it again and refresh your memory on exactly what it is that this man did. Joe, thanks again. Thank you. Have right. a good day. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. You knew damn well we had to say forget about it. Really, really enjoyed hanging out with Joe Pistone. I hope to talk to him again in the future. Just amazing. I mean, he's 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 a guy that did something that few have ever done, infiltrating the mob and getting away with it, and then uh, helping with the the conviction of a lot of people. People say, well, people died because of what he did. I mean, people were actually executed by the mob because of it. And, and his answer is a good one, which is, that's the life they chose. They knew that. They knew going in that they're going to be in big trouble if anything went wrong. But, I mean... If you haven't seen the movie in a long time, go see it again. Hopefully that interview, you know, jogged your memory a little bit and you want to go see it again. Some of those scenes are very funny. In the car with the window open, the air conditioned scene, really good stuff. Let's do some pop culture. Ah! Dirty pop. Apollo, does that make you want to go see it again or not? Uh, sure. Why not? What do you have? What's going on? All right. So you know how you were earlier talking about people asking you dumb questions? Yes. Okay, so speaking of that, uh, your boy, Jesse Smollett, uh, dropped a new My song. <laughs> and and uh, I don't know if this is the name of the song, but definitely in the song, he says, you think I'm stupid enough to kill my reputation? Come on, man. And I mean, I would That's think exactly answer what he did. Yes, I mean. Yes, we do. Yes. We do think that. We yeah. appreciate you, Jesse. Thanks for keeping us laughing. Gotta go. That is uh, Polo, of course. Carrie, we let Carrie go because we had a long interview. That is Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you Monday, same time, same place. Have a great weekend. Go check out those videos tonight on Rumble. Just look up Joe Packs. See you later. You're listening to Joe Pags.